Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. Welcome back to I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lee Shea Dues, but with my guys, LaShawn Shady McCoy and Brandon Flowers and the Brooklyn Nets have fired head coach Steve Nash. Now, Nash was in the beginning of his third season as head coach, assistant coach Jacques Vaughn, will serve as acting coach for tonight's game against the Bulls. Now, Nash released a statement saying this. It was an amazing experience with many many challenges that I'm incredibly grateful for. It was a pleasure to work with the players' performance team and front office every day, he added. I'm especially grateful to my coaching staff and video room who are a talented group with so much character and professionalism. Now, here is Sean, I mean, here is Brooklyn Nets GM Sean Marks on why he decided to let Steve Nash go seven games into the season. You know, we we have we've fallen um, from our goals of meeting our goals, and it was it was time now because we still have uh, lofty aspirations of where we need to get to. So, um, with that said, we wish again we wish Steve and Leela all the best and commend him for for everything he's done. And I, I will um, also state that just his humility and his leadership throughout his entire time has been something that we've all learned from. You know, his fingerprints will be all over this organization for, for many, many years to come. So, you know, I, I thank him uh, and his whole family for that. Now, during this press conference, GM Sean Marks was also asked that players have an input on this decision, and this is what he said. Well, there was zero input from, from any of the players on this. I think this was a decision that uh, we didn't need that. Um, Steve and I didn't need that. Um, obviously, I, I've talked to Joe about this, but um, the players were not consulted. They were, they were told ahead of time that this was the direction we were going to today, but um, I, I don't think we needed that, uh, you know, that, that input right now. Now, in a surprise twist, according to Sam Sharania, Ime Udoka has emerged as a strong frontrunner to be the next coach for the Brooklyn Nets, and the sides have begun discussions, according to sources uh, at the Athletic and Stadium. Nets are in the Nets are in the midst of their search process and are continuing to do their due diligence. Now, Ime Udoka hiring could be finalized as soon as the next 24 to 48 hours. Sources told ESPN Adrian Wojnarowski the Celtics would let uh, Udoka leave. For another job, sources said. Now, the hope is that Yudoka can tighten the Nets defensively and command the respect of the franchise key players. Yudoka spent a season on Nash's staff before accepting the job with the Brooklyn Celtics job and winning the Eastern Conference Finals uh, last year. Yudoka's time in Boston was essentially over after being given a one-year suspension for having an improper 
workplace relationship with a female subordinate. This is Sean Marks talking about if he's made a decision on the next head coach already. Sean, there are multiple media reports that you've already determined who your next head coach is. Have you? No, absolutely not. No. Now, he was directly asked if he was considering Ime Udoka, and this is what GM for the Brooklyn Nets, Sean Marks, had to say. I really don't think it's up to me right now to give give a list of candidates who we're talking to and, and, and where we're going to arise and where we're going to fall on this. But I, I would say I, I will reserve that for um, when those decisions are made. And, and, you know, I couldn't give you a timeline of that. Like, you know, obviously um, there's a reason why we made this move when we did because time is ticking. So we do want this process to be a thorough one. Uh, we're not going to skip steps in that, and we'll do our due diligence like on anybody. Like, you know, when I was hired, when anybody was hired here, you know, the organization does, you know, very, very thorough due diligence on anybody, and, and you, uh, you arise at the best possible outcome. Now, LaShawn Shady McCoy, I want to bring you in on this. Was Kevin Durant ultimately right in wanting Steve Nash to be fired before the season? What's the question, though? Was Kevin Durant right in wanting to have Steve Nash fired before the season? Because he ultimately did get fired seven games in. Yeah. He's not a good coach. He's absolutely right. Yeah, fire him. First of all, it's hard to win games when your your key superstars don't like the coaching. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving was vocal about his coaching. It was so bad to hear that Kyrie Irving had his own, like, practices after practice, right? So then, if you look at all the great teams, like, I don't know, let's say the Lakers in the 2000s with Kobe and Shaq, they didn't get it super popping. So they got Phil. Phil came to say today, right? The Bulls. I mean, until Jordan got uh, Phil, another one. And when they got Phil, Phil wasn't, like, established. He was just a good coach that they, yeah. that they click with. And they started winning. You could you could do this thing for, for, for a long time, this thing about superstars and players. And if you want to go super far back with, with the with the uh the Lakers, right? Pat Riley got that thing jumping. He wasn't a superstar coach at the time, but he was good enough to get it to get the job done. And I just feel like with Steve Nash, when I watched him coach, man, I, I don't see it. They don't they don't play for him. They don't play for him. You got Kyrie K D and one of the best defensive players in the game, Ben Simmons. He can't score. He don't want to shoot. He's terrified of that. But he can play D. You know what I mean? So it's like you can get some value out of these players. They two and five. There's no way possible this team should be two and five. And the last part about Steve Nash, I'm like, Dan Antoni is, I guess, his coach where he gets his philosophy from. You know, yeah. they ran that, that that pick and roll offense with, with the Suns. Played no defense, right, which the Nets don't play no defense. But with this game, like it, it don't look the same. You know, you know what I'm saying? They don't look the same. So, I don't know. It didn't work. It didn't work for the Suns back then. It didn't work for the Nets right now. Before let me ask you this: If Ime Udoka is to be brought on to be the head coach, do you think he's the guy that could really bring this team together? Because that's the biggest issue, right? Dealing with the different personalities. Said he talked about it defensively, which is Udoka's prowess, right? Uh, they struggle defensively. So you think he's the guy that could ultimately bring the Nets together? I mean, if they bring him in, he's going to be the guy that's going to bring them together. Like, they're familiar with him. Yeah. They're going to have a talk with KD and Kyrie or the team 
to see if they would want Udoka to come in. Being that he was on the staff, I'm pretty sure they felt out the vibes. They're not going to bring another coach in that these guys don't approve of, right? Correct. Because it's just going to send the Brooklyn Nets into KD, them really demanding to get out of there, <laughs> right? So they yeah. got to have some kind of say-so. And Udoka, like, he brings team basketball to what, what he did to Boston, right? Yeah. Those guys got – so has so much chemistry on the court. Like right now, KD and Kyrie, they both balling individually. They are just yeah. the team collectively. That's they bad. not getting wins, right? Yeah. And that's what Udoka is. I think that's his specialty. That that would makes him a great coach because he's gonna create spacing on the floor. He's gonna get them to buy in. I think so. If they bring him in, it's because. Maybe not Kyrie. They might not go to Kyrie, but they're going to go to KD. <laughs> I was about to ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> they might go to KD and ask them, should they green like that right there? And yeah. if they say, yeah, we familiar with him, this is a guy that we actually going to listen to, um, he, he's definitely going to be the guy. Yeah, I don't see them asking Kyrie <laughs> yeah, yeah, for his yeah. opinion they, at all. They, they might out of respect just so he don't be Feel too bad. Good. Yeah, but they don't really care what he going to think right We're moving on regardless of what you say. Uh, LaShawn said to me, let me ask you this follow-up, right? If Yime Yudoka is the guy that, you know, brought that Celtic team together, because people tend to forget, you know, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, a lot of people were saying they couldn't play together. They were thinking about at the halfway mark, maybe trading one of them. And they were able to get able to get over that hump, bring them together, and they made a run all the way to the NBA Finals. They lost to the Warriors. But if they if he's able to bring this team together, LaShawn Shady McCoy, where do you have the Brooklyn Nets in the hierarchy in the East? Well, Vegas has some favorite. <clears throat> and Vegas, nine times Oh, already? Nine times if, out of if you don't as the coach? No, well, they had them favorite in the beginning of the year. Had them one of the favorites to come out the East. Yeah. Um, I think you bring a coach like that who, in his first year, he took that Boston Celtics team to the championship. Now, they didn't win, right? But like you talked about, they said how, oh, these two stars can't coexist with each other. Yeah. And then they did. So I, I truly think that. He's the answer. I mean, and, and, and I don't like to get into details what happened while he was suspended. Because he wasn't fired. He was suspended. Yeah, suspended, yes. Yeah. I just feel like, hey, man, like, if we're just talking about basketball, X's and, X's and O's, right, pass and shooting, he's a great coach. Took the, in his rookie year, he took them due to the finals. So right. I love the move for the Nets. I, I think a guy like that can juggle different relationships as far as superstars. I mean, yeah, because superstars. had to do it in Boston, yeah. Come on, come on. So he can, yeah. I, I like it. This is I Am Athlete. Tonight, I am your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my guys, LaShawn Shady McCoy and Brandon Flowers. And Miles Turner thinks the Lakers should revisit trade offers for him. Now, although the Los Angeles Lakers at Indiana Pacers stepped away from trade talks shortly before training camp, that involved Russell Westbrook and draft capital going to the Indiana Pacers for Miles Turner and Buddy Hill, the Pacers center says it's a deal that could be worth revisiting. Here's Miles Turner's on. Here is Miles Turner on ESPN's Woj Pod with Adrian Wojnarowski. You've been hearing it for months, so I'll ask you: If you're the Lakers, would you do the two picks? Would you do the two picks? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's such an intriguing question. <laughs> at that, um, I think personally, you know, when you look at this business of the league and you know, knowing the landscape of the league, you know, you have to go off your future, right? And think, we we all know picks are so valuable in this league. And someone like myself, I'm heading into the last year of my, you know, my deal. And you want to make sure, you know, you're getting a return, you know, for your assets, right? So, 
you know, if I'm the Lakers, I take a very hard look at this with the position that you're in. You know, I know what I can provide for a team, you know, my, my leadership, my shot blocking, you know, my three-point ability, and just my ability to make plays out there on the floor. And I take a very long look at it. But as far as pulling the trigger, you know, that's uh, – I get paid to shoot. Now, you know, I'm not meant to, meant to make these calls, so I, I couldn't answer that. <laughs> I mean, you don't really get paid to shoot. You're a center. Right? <laughs> but you can even go forward with this, right? Like, is this a little surprising for a guy to openly talk like this, being currently under contract with another team? Yeah, he's two weeks into the season. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised this hasn't been a bigger story. Like, I agree. Um, <laughs> this is this is crazy. Uh, what what was the trade? Uh, I think it was a. Uh, they were both future first round picks. I think one in 2027 and one in 2029. But who would the Lakers have to give up? In this trade, I, I think it's Who, Russell. I think it's Russell in those two picks. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, but that's what the Lakers need right now, also, yeah. right? Uh, Miles Turner, he's a guy. But Miles Turner and Buddy Hill with LeBron and AD, like that's a you get, squad you get more length get and you get a shooter. Yes, and yeah. Even though you have a 2027, 2029 first round pick, like it's not forever like the, away. Yeah, it's forever <laughs> away. And it's not like the NFL. If you last like in the leagues, you're not guaranteed the first pick of the draft, right? Exactly. You still got to go in the lottery. And if you're the eighth pick, like you done missed out on your guy, yeah. right? So you might just add a role. And player. then who's to say that the first, second, or third pick is going to be the guy anyway? Exactly. You never it, know. In the NBA, you can have a third pick and miss out on your top two guys. Exactly. <laughs> so if I'm the Lakers, man, I would definitely consider revis- it. Yeah, I would definitely consider it just what Buddy Hill and Miles Turner add. They yeah. add something they, that the Lakers need right now. So if I'm both teams, I'll, I'll definitely revisit this trade. Yeah, LaShawn Shady McCoy, what do you think about Miles Turner being so open on, you know, Woj's podcast saying that the Lakers, you know, should revisit this trade when he's currently, like B. Flo said, it's only two weeks into the NBA season. He's currently with the Pacers right now. What do you think about him openly, uh, you know, talking about potentially getting traded to the Lakers? Um, Have you guys watched the Pacers play? Hey, yeah, uh, I, I understand it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they a bad bad team. Yeah. So nobody wants to play there, right? So I feel him. I'm sure when he heard the rumors, oh, the Lakers looking at me, he probably got excited. And then when the rumors <laughs> calmed down, he like, damn man. So I think they need. I think they need him. Yeah, I, I think I think, they need, I think they need length and they need shooting. I think AD man, he's the type of dude. For some reason, he wants to play outside, so let him play outside. Let him do both, outside, inside, you know, and bring it, bring a big center in there because he's he's athletic enough where AD can, like, play the four, you know what I'm saying, because guard the three. Like, AD can do that. Um, yeah. And they need some shooting, right? I think they found something bringing Westbrook off the bench. Yeah. So so I, I was never, like, big on this Laker team when I seen it, how they assembled it together. I, I didn't really like what I seen. Just probably, like, like the, the – the spacing of the floor, there's a lot of similar, you know, attributes. A lot of guys that can't really shoot, but they add some shooters in there with some good defense and with some size. Cause Turner can play. Yeah, he can yeah. play. Yeah. He a little game. He he a gangster for that. I gotta give him credit. I would never do that. <laughs> He's trying to put that bug back out there. Like, oh, hundred yeah, percent. He's trying to get him out of there. Yeah, and yeah. and rightfully so, right? You got to think Miles Turner has played his entire career in a small market. Of yeah. Indianapolis, right? Uh, said joining, he said joining a marquee team like the Lakers would be appealing. Now the Lakers have been re- reluctant because, like you said before, you think that that might be a tad bit much. You know, Westbrook and potentially two first round picks. 
um, to upgrade the current roster with the hopes of putting LeBron James and Anthony Davis back in position to contend for a championship. So we know this trade would make sense for the LA Lakers, but does it make sense for the uh, the Indianapolis uh, Indiana Pacers? I said Indianapolis Pacers, Indian uh, Indiana Pacers. If I'm the Pacers. I kind of respect it because if he putting that out there, he don't want to be here. I bring Westbrook, who balls in small markets, right? That's let true. him let him do his run and gun run. He's gonna get his we'll average get triple again. double. <laughs> yeah, I get two first round picks, and with guys like what's the seven three guy named the Wim? He got the long last name. Wimbignana. Yeah, with guys <laughs> like him coming out and you seeing him, it's like we might can land one of those guys in a few years. Gotta be lucky years. in the lottery, luck, but you gotta be lucky. <laughs> and I, and I'll take that. But for me, with the Pacers, knowing my guys want out, like I'm bringing Westbrook in with these first round picks, I might just do it. It's so interesting, right? Because you look at a team like the Utah Jazz, right? Nobody thought after trading away literally everybody and, and just recouping all these first round picks that they were going to be good this year. But they literally have like five to six guys averaging double-digit yeah. points per game. And they have a shot this year just because they got they young, they athletic, they feisty, they go out there and fight. Colin Sexton is a beast, and he coming off the bench. I think the Pacers were trying to think in that mode, but they, they don't just have yeah. players. Yeah, and like Shady said, they terrible. So what's yeah. your ceiling? You're looking yeah. at your roster right now, and they have mm-hmm. no ceiling in the East at all. Yeah. So why not make a couple moves and see if it's going to something go shake? Because this this lineup ain't going to be it. But yeah, the Lakers mean, don't, they don't want to give up the two first rounders, I don't think. That's the issue. Yeah, even though they're far in the future. But Shay, <laughs> would you give them up if you the Lakers? Yeah, Lakers franchise is like a win, win now type of franchise. That's that's the thing, yeah. Like you got LeBron, he's getting older, AD. You if, always talk if, about the dad, if the dad was still alive, he would do it. Oh, he would definitely do yeah, it. Yeah, to win now, and free agents always go want to come to L.A., so it's not yeah. like you're not going to get free agents there. You just ain't going to build And then you free, you free up Westbrook next year. Yes. You know, or or if this trade, you get him off the books right now. <laughs> um, so it would be interesting to see. I think if the Lakers keep playing like they're playing, I think eventually they will do this trade because, again, you get size in the paint. You also mm-hmm. get shooters, which LeBron and AD need around them. They currently don't really have any. If you add Buddy Hill there, I think that's a big upgrade on the outside. And just that's, go to, that's not to cut you off. Just go to the All Star break. Westbrook starting to play better coming off the bench. Like let him build up his value even more. That's so right. Indiana go be like, all right, like yeah, he he balling right now. Like let's and then, all, then, I don't think, think nobody right, wants West. They don't want that contract. That's the thing. That contract. Yeah, that, yeah that can still heavy. ball, dog. I'm telling you. No, just, no, no, no. I'm saying the contract. They don't want that contract. Contract is stink, man. 47 mil? He's going to be the best player on their team when he get over. You're going to get all the shots he want, huh? Yeah. Like, go do your thing. We're going to go 50, 50, 10, and 10 tonight. Do it. <laughs> and be home. They going to be home now. So you might as well take the draft picks with it. Yeah, but that's the thing. So say Westbrook plays better and better. If you're the Pacers or if you're the Lakers, you're like, we're not giving up two first. Westbrook is playing really well. He might be sixth man of the year. We'll give you one and two players. So, I mean, it's a slippery slope. You know what I'm saying? Hi, everyone. This is Hope Solo, World Cup champion and host of Hope Solo Speaks, a Sirius XM podcast. I'm so excited about the Men's World Cup starting November 20th, and we'll have coverage all tournament long. I'll be talking to former players, top analysts, and offering some of my unique perspective as Team USA looks to make a deep run in Qatar. Download new episodes of Hope Solo Speaks right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop every Thursday. USA! 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 The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. Welcome back to I Am Athlete. Tonight, I am your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my guys, Rashawn Shady McCoy and Brandon Flowers. I want to give you an update in the World Series. It's game three right now between the Houston Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies. Bryce Harper. Oh, my God. Two-run home run shot. Phillies are up right now. Two-nothing in the bottom of the first. I know our producer, Cliff, is going crazy in the background right now. Yes, sir. <laughs> Didn't I just tell you don't ask me that? <laughs> Let's talk about the Browns and how they beat down the Bengals. The funny thing is, uh, LaShawn Shady McCoy and Brandon Flowers, you guys know this. I work for CBS Sports. And when the news came out that Jamar Chase would be out for a significant time, I said this was a massive blow to the Bengals, right? And you should have seen all the Bengals people in my DMs, on Twitter, at my neck. It will be fine. We have, you know, T. Higgins. We got, you know, Tyler Boyd. Hayden Hurst will come alive. Joe Mixon. I said, I don't think y'all understand. This is a massive blow. This guy's the number one receiver on your team. And let's not forget, he struggled in the beginning of the year. The O-line was bad, right? Let's not, so all, let's not also forget T., T. Higgins was beat up. They need all three of those guys because with that offensive line being so bad, Joe Burrow, we got to get the ball out of his hands. Well, looks like I was right. Because the Browns smoked them boys in a Monday night football game. Now, Nick Chubb rushed for two touchdowns and Miles Garrett and Cleveland's defense frustrated Joe Burrow as the Browns thrashed Cincinnati 32 to 13 on Monday night football, keeping the Bengals star quarterback, Joe Burrow, winless against the Browns. Yeah, let me say that again. He is winless against the Cleveland Browns. Now, the Browns ended a four game losing streak in the process, saved their season from slipping away as they tried to stay competitive while awaiting their quarterback to come back from suspension, Deshaun Watson out. Jacoby Brissett, Omar Kelly's favorite quarterback, ran for a touchdown pass for another, leading Cleveland to its fifth straight win over Cincinnati. He completed 17-22 for 278 yards in a career-high 133.7 rating while outplaying Joe Burrow. Here's Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals saying we can't give Cleveland a big lead. The worst thing you want to do against the Cleveland Browns is is give them a two three score lead, and and let their running game get going, their play actions, um, and let their pass rushers tee off. That's that's the recipe for disaster, um, and unfortunately, that's what we gave them. I mean, you don't want to give any team a two or three score lead. That's going to be the same thing. They're going to run the football, and the pass rushers are going to be able to tee off. Now, I get his point because Miles Garrett is a different animal, different beast, and that run game from Cleveland is totally different. If they get to stay ahead of schedule and be up and run the ball, that's one run game that is – I don't care how good your defense is. They're going to break a few runs, right, because they got the, the best one-two punch in the game with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. 
Now, led by Miles Garrett, Cleveland's defense, which has struggled for most of the season, put re- relentless pressure on Burrow, who was without his top receiver, Jamar Chase, who everybody told me they're going to be fine without Jamar Chase. Yeah, who's fine without their number one receiver? It was Cleveland's second blowout of Cincinnati in the past two years. The Browns beat them down last year, 41-6. to Before, let me ask you this. Are the Bengals... Are they going to continuously be out of sync without Jamar Chase, or can they right this ship until Jamar Chase comes back? They're going to be out of sync for a little bit just because, like, Jamar Chase might be a top five receiver in the league. (laughs) So when you take him off your team, like, that hurts your offense dramatically. And then, as you mentioned, the offensive line isn't playing well. So you don't have your guy getting separation quick on the outside. T. Higgins, who is the number two, got to step into the number one role. As you mentioned, he's banged up. So you ain't even getting the best T Higgins right now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, so you're getting a half of what T Higgins is right now to have to beat teams top corner. So everybody got to elevate on the offensive side of the ball and they just not built like that. Like the offensive side of the ball in Cincinnati is not that good to overcome an injured T Higgins. Well, banged up T Higgins and without a Jamar chase. Yeah. Uh, quarterback's not in sync joe burrow is not in sync like when you seen him last year when he dropped back in the pocket you can see how comfortable he felt yeah. he was standing tall he was hitting people right out they breaks now he knows the pressure's coming like oh, he it, and he literally escaped a few sacks there should have been more sacks last yeah. night he's a magician in the pocket but I'll, I'll go one one step further right because this team and, and i said it last year they won so many close games like that's not that's not viable in the NFL to continue to win. Like, like you can't have that many scares and continue to win games. And I told a lot of people on Twitter, I was like, y'all let them versus them two NFC South teams. Ooh, the NFC South is the worst division in football. Y'all let them fool y'all them last two weeks. <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons have a horrible defense, right? The Saints until Sunday had one of the worst defenses in football. Now they blanketed the Las Vegas Raiders, and it looks like that looked like the defense that we were accustomed to seeing. But up until that point, they were bad. They were a shell of themselves. So I was telling everybody, I was like, I think Joe Burrow is maybe getting a rhythm again, but we also have to wait because y'all letting them two NFC South teams fool y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and they, you gotta, they've been yeah, horrible. Those yeah, guys. like yeah. that can help you, right? Because you can get your offense going. But then when you lose a guy like Jamar Chase, and that, that, that puts everything into perspective. He went out there and got and got with a buck 30 on them with a bad hip. Like mm-hmm. that lets you know that that defense isn't really good. So the South Sadie McQuad would like to bring you in on this conversation. Me and you both said, before the season, that we didn't have the Cincinnati Bengals making the playoffs. Are you sticking to that? I think you muted if you're talking. Oh, there we can. There you go. Can you hear me now? Now we can hear you. There we go. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you now. <laughs> can you hear me now? Good, good, can you good, hear you good. Now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I said uh, they won't go to the playoffs, right? And I'm looking even more like I'm right. Um, last night they they they, I mean they couldn't block anybody, right? Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. You making that look at me? Okay, yeah, couldn't block oh, nobody. No, sorry, yeah, we were we're looking, we're looking at the World Series while talking to you. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and another thing is this: I, I I think Joe Burrow is a really good quarterback. I think he's like the next level. Um wave of quarterbacks coming in, like him, Herbert, Tua, Jalen Hurts. Some guys are coming to that phase. But I feel like we put him in this category already, and he shouldn't be there. Like, mm. I watched him throw a lot of six-yard passes that go for 68 yards. 
throw a couple balls that Jamar Chases makes happen, breaks a tackle, goes to the crib, right? right. So we 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 gotta like think about that because when we, we gotta pump our brakes is what you're saying. Please pump the brakes. I think he is a good quarterback, <laughs> but he's just not there yet. And then you you seen last night like like the line was bad last year. Yeah. Right. So I don't think there's no difference. I think the difference is, um, you know, more attention to to Jamar Chase, and um, well, Burrow he got he's got to find a way to to get it done with everybody. Yeah, that's the thing. I, and I was telling everybody this: they need all three of those guys, right? Because it's what what you talked about with the offensive line struggling, like it's struggling, which is crazy because they brought in three new pieces and and paid some money, and it's still struggling. But when you can get the ball out of your hands, you said it right, Shady. You can throw a quick quick turnaround hitch route to Jamar Chase and he can go 60 with it, right? Y'all <laughs> both sleep. Oh, no, 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 wait, no, wait. no, no he's nice. I'm talking about the Bengals. I'm talking about the Bengals as a he's whole. Nice, he's, he's nice. But I don't think, I think he's going to continue to struggle, like you said, without Jamar yeah, Chase yeah, because Chase. they need hey, all three because the O-line B, is bad. Hey, B, I'll ask you this though, right? I'll tell you what I think and I want you, I want to hear your, your input on it, okay? I think Joe Burrow's nice. I don't think he's yet in that class, the elite elite, right? My thing with Joe Burrow is this. I don't think he's at a level where he can just dissect the defense or any type of wide receiver out there. You know, you know, some quarterbacks when they get in that bag, like 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 the, the days of A-Rod, you know, slinging it, pause, no matter who's out there, or or the Brady's, who's out, you know what I'm saying? I don't think he's at that level yet. I think he needs these pieces where the six yard pass hitch <laughs> can go sixty eight yards against the Chiefs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Throw a little slant route for ten that they going. 85, like, yeah. That's that's who he can slice up defense. Just give him time. Last year was the only year he had an offensive line when he first. That's not true. It's not true. It's not true. That's not true. But he's still okay. That proves my point even more. He never had protection. But that's what we're saying. He's got the weapons on the outside. No, you're not you, making sense. If you don't have that, ain't make, that ain't making sense. It, it does make sense if you have three guys and get the ball out of your hand quick. Because we saw it last night come to fruition, right? He didn't have his third guy, had to hold it for a second. What happened? Listen, no. What, what, what's his best game? What's his best game to date? No quarterback in his career. They don't have offensive line. Brady, even in his heyday, in his prime, when he don't have an offensive line, you know how he's not true. Balls out in three seconds. You can't even touch Brady. But, but, but hold him real quick. If, if, if his best. Game to date is probably the Chiefs, right? Nah, it's the Atlanta game last week for four eighty one. Okay, so okay, okay, you can take that one. You let's take let's take that one. Let's no 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 no. Let's take let's take that game and let's let's take that game. Let's take the Chiefs game and let's check it out though. Yo, what you gonna see in that tape? This is not me talking. B, this is not me. This is highlights. This is this is this is facts. When you turn the tape on, you are gonna see all his wide receivers. Doing majority of the work, <laughs> eight yard pass turns to twenty five yards. I, the only thing I will put the only thing I will push back okay. on that, Shady. I right. say he's he's one of the top quarterbacks as far as pocket presence. Right, he does. He has great pocket presence. Yeah, great yeah, pocket yeah. presence. He does a good job of evading defenders and moving around in the pocket to buy time to throw the ball down the field. Listen, he's I, a hell of a quarterback. He's really good. Yeah, yeah. and outside of Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, and Josh Allen, he's in that next tier. You can't tell me. It's yeah, yeah, I, I was. No, I, I would say that. Yeah, he's in there for sure. Yeah, he's in. He's in next year. Those top yeah, five guys are like. Yeah, elite. two of those yeah. guys gonna be out but like, in the next two years. Like he's gonna but, rise into that Josh but, Allen and Mahomes category. It, it, even 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 Mahomes. Mahomes really. I don't lie. I, I always thought he was superstar, like great player. He's he's a great. But like he really showed me how great he really was 
when they got rid of Tyreek Hill, the offense looks a lot different. And it's super explosive, but it's still popping. I'm like, dang. Yeah, he, he has to. Yeah. But I'm saying they asked him more of him. Like, he has to be more perfect. If you watch that game against the Bills, he wasn't perfect. He played great, but he wasn't perfect. Yeah, and they lost. they lost. Yeah. Every every game, I, so they, they put the pressure on him to be great every game. Because, like, I don't think Juju's that good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like that that's the long that last you put a real D back on him. But look, then you got Scantlin is like he drops every other pass. He catches one for 30 yards, he drops four. So it's Cole like Harmon does that too. McCall does the, you know. So but my thing is it shows me how great Mahomes really is, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're right about that, Shady. They put it so much. I normally am. But I normally to, am. But to, your, but to your point, what did you tell us earlier? That's why they pay you what they pay you, right? That's hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> this was not him. McCoy is better than Bo Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was a fantasy. He must have seen what I see. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is not him, tonight. <laughs> I have your host, Lee J. Dudes. I'll go to you, Shady, in a minute. Uh, I'm your host, Lee J. Dudes, boom, with my guys, LaShawn, Shady McCoy, and and Brandon Flowers. Before we go ahead and go for it, what were we about to say, Shady? <sighs> I wanted to hate on Justin Fields. <laughs> oh my God! My Why bad, my fault, here, bro. <laughs> Sorry. No, we're gonna we're, we're gonna get back into the trade talks. We didn't get to finish all okay. the trades. Okay. Your old team, the Buffalo Bills, traded for a running back, Naheem Hines. I didn't and like I that. It. I hated it because I'm a Jets guy, and I, I, that's another weapon coming out of the backfield that can catch, man. Um, I mean, but why did you hate it, Shady? They also sent Zach Moss and the conditional six round pick to the Colts too for it. I I, I care less about that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm more worried about the Bills, because my thing Why is like, okay, like I, I heard in the in the talks that that uh, and by the way, Brandon Bean, who's the the GM, has done a great job. Him and Sean McDermott yes. together have been excellent, phenomenal job. My thing is, bringing Hines there, what does that do? What's that look like? I see him, I see Singletary, and I see the, the, I see Cook. They're all the same. They're all the same guy. <laughs> and there's a running back, there's a there's an older running back there that plays special teams that's fashion all them guys. Taiwan Jones, right? Yeah. Now he won't play, but he, he should play. But my thing is, so you bring Hines there. Cool. Boom. Ah, a lot of speed. For what? Cook's the same dude. Cook they got is because he was supposed to be um fast with speed, nice size, and he could catch the ball out the backfield. The ball. Correct, yeah. So I'm thinking like, I'm trying to like, why they bring him there? When I heard they were trying to bring Kareem Hunt, I said, oh man. That's That'd a great move. That's a That'd great be. move. But, so you bring in three guys that's the same dude. Let me ask you a question because Devin Singletary or Motor Singletary is nickname. It's better. It's better than all them guys, by the way. He's, bro, he's playing yeah. really. So what? What do you think it is, bro? Because like he's literally averaging almost five yards a carry. I he's think not fast. Versus Green Bay, he averaged six yards a carry. Like, why don't they just feature him as the lead guy? I think the reason is first of all, he's better than all the running backs. Singletary is better than all the guys that got there. Only thing is, I think it's the speed. He's not like a home run hitter. He yes. he's not like he's not a guy that's going to change the, the 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 speed. So I guess they're trying to get a, a faster running back. But this is the football league, man. So I guess I don't know. Like I'm all about acceleration that they, that they usually don't use. So you got to be like like we always talk about when it gets cold, you got to be able to run the football. You know what I'm Hello. saying? And he gives them that that element because he's in his last year, his deal. Yeah. So you could tell he's running with purpose this year. Like if, he's trying to get it. If him and Hines had a, a even playing field, Hines couldn't beat him out. Now that he's traded there, they're gonna try to put him in the playbook, trying to find a way to get him the ball. He's fast know, they only, as hell. They didn't give him that much to get him. They actually traded a player away to get him, so I don't know if they. 
Yeah, but but you know how it is. I'm bringing you here, like you know, I, you know, it's like yeah, you know how it is. Well, the Bills also made another draft uh, trade. They, they acquired safety Dean Marlowe from the Atlanta Falcons for a. They had Dean. Dean was already there. That's what I'm saying. He, he goes back to Buffalo, but you know what? Jordan Poyer just got hurt too this last week. So now Dean's going to Dean's Dean, hold up. Dean's a good player. He was a good player when he was younger. He's a good player now. He's a little older. Um, he knows. He know, you know what it is. He knows the system too. He, he knows, knows system, it. Yeah. He's been with McDermott in Buffalo and with the Panthers. Oh, so you he know, knows I know, you know, you, you know, I know my, you know what I mean? I know everything. Yeah. But anyway, that that's a great, that's a great move for them because he knows the defense. And then they're down two two safeties. By the yeah. way, but you, you see my young boy from Pitt playing safety. I love him, bro. I yo, love him. I love him. Yo. He's a good player. Woo-hoo. He's a really good player. But let's look at let's look at some other players that actually didn't get traded. Out of these players, Brandon Flowers, I'm gonna ask you, are you surprised that they didn't get traded? Brandon Cook, Kareem Hunt, Cam Akers, DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, Elijah Moore from the Jets, and Lermy Tunsil. Are you surprised any of those dudes didn't get moved? You know what? A lot of those guys wanted to get moved. Uh the one that kinda the one that kind of got me was Brandon Cooks. I thought I thought Houston would have wanted some form. Did you see his Twitter? I didn't see his. Oh Twitter. my God! Please Please you, did you see Twitter. his Twitter? Lashawn said, "Record you saw Brandon Cook's Twitter." I don't follow him. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you, bro? <laughs> Tell me what the Twitter said. So he said, "You know, I'm tired." He said, "I'm." I think he said, "I'm tired of of lying for this organization." He said, "Like they something along the lines like they've ruined my career." My friend, I'm about to tell you right now. He says. Don't take a man's kindness for granted. Covered for the lies for too long these days. He said those days are gone. Cross the line with playing with my career. Yeah, I I felt like everyone knew he ain't want to be there before, heading into the season. So <laughs> I just thought wow. Houston would have wanted to get rid of him because he didn't want to be there. It was de- You definitely would get something nice for Cooks. Like, teams need receivers, and he always – he got he got what like six years with a thousand yards or something. Yeah, like that, he had right? like back to back thousand. No matter who the quarterback was, a uh, uh, update on the World Series. Alex bomb another bomb home run right there. Um, Phillies are up three nothing in the bottom of the second versus the Houston Astros. Easy Maybe, money. Uh, Send them country boys home. Right, they may not make it back to Houston. About this World Series, right? Something crazy happened right before. Uh, why my mind going black? Before he hit his home run, first guy hit his home run. It's about uh, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. He called Bomb over there. It's like, yo, let me holler at you real oh, quick. Oh, so like he, he sees something he on the pitcher. He something on the pitcher, oh, right? Wow. And the guy grounded out. As soon as he came to back, knocked another one out the park. Yeah, like Astros it's crazy. Might, if y'all Astros can see that replay, be, check it out. Astros might be cooked. But yeah, the Brandon yeah. Cooks and getting back to that B flow. Um, the, the issue, I think the biggest issue was that he's guaranteed 18 million next year. I don't think a lot of teams are willing to pay that. Come on, man. If you the Packers, Bro. you ain't paying that? They tripping. I think they no. should have paid that. I think the Rams maybe even should have. No, Brandon Cooks get busy. And Aaron- nah, nah. He does. Now nah, you're right about that because, like, I hey, feel he's like. He's a good player. Only thing about him, it's hard to, to take the contract because I do think he can play. I think he can, he can play, and he's a guy you can plug in until you get your, like, your real number one, right? I think Brandon Cooks, the only thing about him is, like, he's like that person that just nobody wants to like commit to for real it's so he's crazy trade, he's, he's, he's trading every ultimate side chick <laughs> yeah. going back to like the rams the saints like nobody new england i know he's he, trading them everywhere he's, he's made a he's made a lot a lot of money i'm sure 
He probably doesn't he own a home. He just he went to though. Yeah. He, he just he just lives out of his suitcase. You, you never know when they call. He get traded every other year. I think the Texans could have made a deal done if they would have agreed to pay probably like seven million of the next year. I, I feel Green Bay would have gave up a second round. Now, that'd be good for Green Bay though. Yeah. I can see him and Aaron Rodgers. I think if Green Bay says we'll give you a second or third rounder, and you got to pay six or seven million of his deal next year, I think the deal would probably got done. Where did he play? He played at Texans. Who's the last three teams? Texans, Patriots, Texans, Patriots. The uh, remember the Rams when they went to the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. My thing is, is like he's, he's, he's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. He's just he's just not your yeah yeah. He's not like a real number one. Is like I, I wouldn't want to commit he's to him. I would use one, him. Though. No, no, he's not a real he's not a real number one. I'm saying. Right, he's been whenever he was at, he been productive as a number one. He don't. You gotta think, he don't. At the Saints, he was a number one. Though. You gotta think of the, the Rams. He was the number one. Yeah, at the Texas, uh, Texas he's he's the number Damson one. was the number one. New England, he was no, the no, number no, one. no, 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 no. He hit for a thousand on all them. Teams. Where wasn't he the number yeah, one? At? But but so, so the thing with like guys with well, his skill set, because he gets yardage right, he'll yeah. he'll get less, he'll get less targets, he'll get less. It's like Lockett. It's like him and Tyler Lockett in the same. Yeah, category. yeah, because they, they can take the top off. I think Lockett's Lockett, Lockett. Lockett. Lockett the number one in Seattle. I, I'm not a Lockett guy. Why are you not a Lockett guy? I don't, you think he's the number one in Seattle? I think he's the number one guy. No, he's yeah. not. No. He's the number one guy no. in Seattle. No. Look at the consistency hey, over the years. Hey, B. Flowers, let me ask you a question, though. Who's this is off this is off script, ladies and gentlemen, so this is just me just doing yeah, what I This do. is what we do on I, this show. I, I just wanted to know because I'm – you know, I, I'm always honest about everything I do, good and bad, bad or good. Who's ever gave you crazy work as a wide receiver? <laughs> the only player that gave me crazy. Oh, he work, said the only, the only, the only. one. <laughs> and, and my thing was that's a game I injured my knee, right? So I do got some little huh? Why he got his? Why he gave me crazy work? But it was Dez Bryant. I injured my knee first play of the game, right? Yeah, this is nice. He caught, a, he nice. caught a back shoulder and went like 60 second play of the game. And I was like, fuck that. I can't. Oh, excuse this me. Like, <laughs> it's serious. Like, same we good. Yeah, yeah. I was you, like, I can't you were come with the Chiefs or the Chargers? I was with the Chiefs. I was yeah. like, bro, I can't come out. He just I ain't went coming 60. out like that. Bro, my knee <laughs> it's was gonna killing look bad. me. It's going to look bad. Yeah, you come out. Then he went for 15. Then he went for 20. I'm like, Ooh. bro, I definitely can't you come out. You said it came out. Wait, 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 wait. So, so, if you don't mind me asking, last question. Here you go. No, no, no. What do you finish with? Because 60, 50 nah, numbers add up listen, quick. Listen, listen. <laughs> That's the only receiver that got, y'all. Bro, they only scored 10 points that game. So it wasn't like he was tubbing me. Like, he got a no, couple he, plays. He probably finished with one, two. Something like that. It wasn't like no crazy, okay. like one of the 200 receiver games, bro. It just. So uh, I was asked you that. that gave me crazy work. I was only asked you that just because um you got <laughs> you got depth into it. But I was asking you because, like, a dude like Cooks, he going to make plays here and there, but he ain't. I don't got him going out. Just killing your number one cornerback. You see what I'm saying? Like, I got him taking a couple shots deep, right? A couple plays. But I don't got him consistently, yo, look, we going to put our best corner on him, and he no, going to give I him crazy you work. You see, that's what I was I, trying to get to. But I would sign him if I'm a GM because of production. Like, he yeah. always find a way to get behind dudes. But he for eight, 18, 18 a year? me him to make it. For 18 years? Yeah, I think the Texans should have paid If I'm Green Bay, I'm giving it to him. If I'm somebody like... Oh my God! If, if I'm somebody like my a bad, team before that I just really... gotta say it again. <laughs> Go ahead. Phillies went up top again for another home. So maybe what you talking yeah. about? Yeah, something about this pitcher, man. We yeah, doing the boys gonna, dirty. Pull him out in the second. Second, Brandon Marsh with another solo with another home run for the Philadelphia Phillies. It's four nothing in the bottom of the second right now. Goodness gracious! 
I do feel bad just going off trade talks. Uh, I do feel bad for Elijah Moore, right? He want to go to a team that want to use him correctly. I know man, it's your job. Elijah better you, sit down somewhere nah, in here, too, man. y'all not playing him right. He's playing out of position. How's he playing he, out of position? He needs to play in the slot. I've been saying that, too, so I can't He's not. That I, that's issue. like playing Wes Welker outside. He's not going to give you yeah. work like he would inside. That's just not what he does. And Elijah, Elijah, he, he's just. I think they think that he could be kind of like an AB, which I, there's only one him. AB. That's yeah. not him. Um, yeah, I think he needs to play in the slot more. And but I think they also trying to teach him a lesson now because you also got to think if you, the Jets, you can't let no players just walk all over you only in year two too. You playing him out of position though. At least yeah. put him where. Well, they, they've discussed maybe putting him inside more now. But the thing is, Garrett Wilson been giving work in the slot, so. And you don't what do think, you do? Yeah, you don't think Elijah Moore, he's looking at that like, man, that could be me. Like, I'm sitting out he here. He went 10 again. overall. You know you know how the game is. <laughs> he should have been on deck when he knew that, but he went 10 overall. Exactly. So trade me. You got a guy. Not, that, not yet. So you just go sit there and let him not be. They did the same thing to Denzel Mims, and he finally got in the game Sunday and went off. Sheesh. <laughs> hey, I feel They did the same thing in the Steelers with Claypool, right? Deontay Johnson was getting the rock, but Buddy went – I mean, I think Deontay went second round too. They yeah, always they take a second round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. When you take a whole bunch of first and second round receivers, somebody not getting the ball. That's just the name of the game. That's what it is. But before we go to break real quick, LaShawn Shady McCoy, I don't mean you talked about Kareem Hunt. Are you kind of surprised he didn't get moved? I'm not surprised. I'm angry. Why you I got that dude there, man. No, I'm seriously like, 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 why? I hate when organizations do this. Y'all got, y'all got, y'all, y'all, y'all got the best running back in football, and Nick Chubbs. He's over there getting busy, getting 25 carries a game and all that. That's great. He's the best player, in the, best running back in football. I, I give it to you. But let me leave. I'm Kareem Hunt for a second. We got two. We got, we got what a minute. I can talk about this. You got you got 30 seconds. All right, 30. Boom. I'm Cream Hunt. Listen, <laughs> Browns, you let Baker Mayfield go. He was your starting uh, quarterback. You let Odell Beckham go. He was your starting wide receiver. Let me mm. go. I'm your backup. Let me be the guy. Can I get my name? Can I make me some money? You want Chubbs sure. to get 25 carries? You want me to get seven? Come on. You see me running through people's faces like Marshawn Lentz. You see me breaking tackles. Let me go. I, if I see him, field. listen, listen, him with the Eagles, him and Miles Sanders together would be dangerous. Him and... Him and Buffalo have been crazy. Woo. That have been crazy. Yeah. For the, the Bears always, well, they bad too, but the Browns always mess up somebody's career, man. I'm now, honestly, when uh, the Jets, when Bryce, Brees Hall went down, I was like, Kareem Hunt yeah. would be perfect. I love James Robinson, but if we could have got Kareem Hunt, yeah. oh my God. That'd have been, and only, they said the Browns was only asking for a four, so I'm like, we gave up a fifth to get Robinson. Why the hell we ain't give him a fourth to get? Again, I love James Robinson. I thought he was done dirty in Jacksonville. But a four for Kareem Hunt? Come on, man. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA Tonight Trial to start your free trial today.
Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 